This morning we are coming to the fifth and final session in our series of teachings about hope. Aren't you glad that I didn't use a series for the whole lot of January about despair? It's better to hope in God, isn't it? Amen. The first week we looked about what hope is all about in Romans 15, 13 has been our verse that we've used every single week which says, may the God of hope fill us with joy and peace as we trust in him so that we may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. In that first week, just a couple of the verses from there, we looked at how that faith is being sure of what we hope for and we, we talked a lot about the the intermingling of those two words of faith and hope. Faith comes, then hope comes. And, uh, and it's certain of what we don't see. And we looked at in, in Isaiah chapter 40, 31, that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. There's a key in there, isn't there? And when we renew our strength, what can we do? We can soar on wings like eagles. We can run and not grow weary. We can walk and not be faint. And we established a biblical foundation for hope. And what hope is. Hope is what you get when you believe. Hope is what happens in your heart when you have faith. Hope is what happens inside you when you take a promise of God and say, I count it as mine. What is produced inside you is hope. The second week we looked about restoring hope because we all recognize that you can lose hope. You can come to a place where things ebb from you and you find yourself in, in a, not a very good moment. And we looked in Proverbs 23, 18, it says there is a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. Isn't that great? No matter where you've been, what you've done, what happened to you, I know that sometimes the stuff that happens to us hurts. You know, you can have a problem in your marriage, you can have a problem in your health, you can have a problem in your finances. None of us are, are you know, we're not excused from having difficult, well, I, have, I have difficult days where I need God to restore my hope. You know, I, I am grateful for Rachel, who is a source of incredible hope to me, who inspires me and encourages me, and, you know, all those years ago, kicked me out of bed when I lost, no, when I lost my hope, and said, get up, man of God! Let's put a smile on God's face, not on the devil's face. And, uh, sweetheart, I'll, I'll tell that story till my dying day, because it was a day when I knew that God was restoring my hope. But it still happens. You know, things happen. You know, for, for us as church leaders, if somebody decides not to want to be part of our church for the future, what does it do? We don't have a party. It hurts. It, 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 it really sad inside our heart. But then we've got a choice. What do we do? Dig ourselves a grave? Or do we say, you know what? Thank God for them. God bless them. But God bless us. And we are part of our future now together. Amen? And God's got a great future because he restores hope. At Psalm 23, we looked about how God restores our soul. And then we looked in Psalm, 26, uh, Psalm 62, where we speak about our inner being, and we say, find rest, my soul. Don't get disturbed. Don't get upset when bad stuff happens to you. You know, don't, don't get disturbed. Find rest, my soul. Because in God alone, we sang that. Thank you for choosing that hymn. Our hope comes from him. He's our rock and he's our salvation. He's our fortress. And we will not be shaken. And I'm not, I, I, I preached a message some time ago. In fact, it was during lockdown. And I dressed up like uh, James Bond, if you remember. Uh, not shaken, but stirred. 
Yeah, turned it around. Not shaken, but stirred. And uh, it's the only time I've worn a bow tie just recently. But then. And then Daniel, on our third week, spoke to us about how do we grow our hope. And uh, he, he t- reminded us of the fact that you grow your hope by growing your faith. When you grow your faith, you grow your hope. It's, it's completely connected to that. And faith is the thing that we need to grow. And, and you don't get faith just as a one-off package. It doesn't come by Amazon before 9 p.m. in a one-off package. It's, go, it's day by day, it's grow by grow, that we grow our faith. And as we grow our faith, guess what happens? You grow your hope. Last week, we talked about giving hope. How that we are a people that should not only have received, but we need to also give. And we looked at that verse in Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Freely you've received, freely give. And what you've received from the Lord, we passed on to you. And so as you are blessed with joy, and you're blessed with answers, you're blessed with provision, you're blessed with health, you're blessed with God's peace and joy, give it away. Let's be people who are... We need to start a, a pandemic of spreading good faith and good hope around us in the world in which we are living. And, and we looked about in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, the, the challenge of the Word of God, which says to us, encourage one another and build each other up. And this last session comes to speak about this, a, a living hope. You see, as we've gone through, there's been a subtitle to all of these. There was the introduction on week one, but restoring hope talks about a new day. Growing hope was about a new strength. Giving hope was about a new way. And today we're talking about a new joy. And there is joy when you live in hope. Now I want to try and help you to understand. I'm not talking about a living hope just about Jesus, although he is our living hope. I'm talking about living hope. Uh, Like living it in such a way, you know, we we, we say, I'm going to live my dream. Uh, Well, let's live hope. It's that hope has got so much a hold of our heart and of our thinking and of our words that we actually end up living hopefully. We live with, not just with hope, but we're so full of hope that we're living hope. We are an, an example to ourselves and to everybody else of what it's like to live with hope. Because, you know, that verse that we've been reading all the time talks about that may God fill us with joy and peace as we trust Him so that you may overflow with hope. There should be an overflow of hope in our lives that is so powerfully overflowing in our lives that anybody looking at us or listening to us or getting near us, they catch hope from us. Not fear, not, not, a, not a mouthy negative stuff, but they, they catch hope. I'd like us to read the verse together in 1 Peter 1, which points out that Jesus is our living hope, which is why we can have hope. But 1 Peter 1, verses 3 to 5, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade, which has been kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last times. Aren't you glad that Jesus is our living hope? Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. That's a living hope. When the living Christ is living in his word 
and he's living through you, then you can live hope. Because actually, he cannot fail, therefore, you can't. He doesn't get depressed and under, under the weather, so we shouldn't either. There's a living hope. The living hope is secured, the Bible says there, because of his resurrection. If Jesus had stayed dead, what? how could he help us? But he's standing behind his word about you today. He's standing, about his, he's standing behind his promises about you, about your life. Wherever you're watching this right now, God is with you. He is standing by his word. And the Bible says that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. He is standing behind his word. He is there to make sure that his word will fulfill what he sent it to accomplish. Why? Because he's a living God. It's secured because of the resurrection. Our Jesus is alive. Hallelujah. Now, the word living in that context, where it talks about a living hope, I did some research on it from the Greek, and it doesn't just mean alive. It was a really interesting shade of the Greek understanding. It means lively. Not just alive, but lively. He's the lively hope. He is the, he's active, if you like. He's full of energy. He's full of expectation. He's, he's there living. And some of the translations use the word lively rather than just a living. Because sometimes, you know, living, we think, how many of you know that you're alive, but you don't always feel lively? After a really, really busy few days and a really big party last night and a late night, guess what? I was alive when my alarm clock went off very early this morning, but I was not lively. It, it, it took Rachel to say to me, come on, get up again to make me get up. And then we come and have a nice coffee and we say, oh, Spirit of the living God, fall freshly upon me. Quick now, please. And, and what happens is something lively. That, and that's what the context of this verse is. You know, Jesus is not just alive. We know that. But actually, he's lively. He's active. He's enthusiastic. He's working. You know, because he lives, I can face. Because he's lively. Because he's actually active. He's not just sat in his chair having a doze. He's lively. He's active right now for you, for your life, for everything to do with you. He's lively, active. That's what the word means. He's enthusiastically, passionately on the case. Hallelujah. Isn't that God good? See, living with hope changes our outlook. Once you can get hold of that, we look at the future and we say, whoo, I'm not sure about the outlook, but we say, well, we sing it in a song. I don't know who holds the future, but I know, I don't know what my future holds, but I know who holds the future. You know, and we do not, and he's lively about your future. So you can look at your future with hope. Living with hope actually energizes the passions within our own life. You know, once you lose some hope, you, you sink in your passion. You think, oh, and we become manana about life. But when you've got hope, it's like, come on, hope, future, let's, let's go for it because there's a new hope. Hope keeps us positive. Hope keeps us looking forward. Hope makes us a life giver to others as well because when we have lost our hope, then what comes out of our mouths is, and we regurgitate it to others and, and, you know, and, and all the rest of it. But when, when we've got the lively hope of God inside us, it makes us lively. Coming back to this verse in 1 Peter chapter 
um, uh, sorry, coming back to the verse in Romans chapter 15, it tells us that God will fill us with all joy and peace. Now, we've actually spoken during this series a great deal about the second of those words, because it talks about hope giving us joy and peace. But we've spoken more about peace than we have about joy. Well, we're going to correct that balance today, because a living hope, a lively hope, actually produces great joy inside us. You know, hope has joy embedded right at its center. The Bible talks about, it's a great verse in, in, in Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. And the context of this is the children of Israel had just returned from Jerusalem after having been in exile for a long time. And they, and they were down, you know, they'd had a tough time. They'd been through some of the stuff like me and you go through. And when, when we feel like our enthusiasm got robbed and it wasn't, we got no future and we got no hope. And then God started to turn it around and they came back to Jerusalem. And then in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, it says, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Now they'd not been doing that. They'd not been partying. They'd not had a smile on their face. There'd been no joy. It had been sad, sad, sad. Jerusalem had gone to repair. The temple had gone to repair. The walls were in a bad state. They'd been in exile. The whole thing was, this is just not going to plan. And then the Bible says that they, were, they had the word of the Lord, the, the law read to them. They raised a platform, a big platform, maybe a bit like this. And they started to read the law to them. And they did it, and they did it, and they did it, and they did it, and did it. And then at the end of that time, it says, now, this is the moment. From here on out, this is a, a line drawn in the sand, if you like. Now it's time to turn a new page. Now it's time to walk into a new day with a new joy, with a new hope. No more of that. That is the past. That is behind you. That is yesterday, now. And, and, and Nehemiah says, go and enjoy choice food. Stop eating all of the, the morning food. And sweet drinks. Oh, I like the idea of that. That's why I love coffee with sweetener in it. Vanilla, caramel, gingerbread. I don't care what it is as long as it puts a nice flavor in the coffee. Uh, and I know that some of you purists think that I'm ruining my coffee. But I, I like it. I, and you can get it sugar-free. I don't know how it tastes so sweet when it's sugar-free, but then that's another story. And it says, go and enjoy sweet food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. Oh, there's a little key in the middle of that, by the way, that um, God is speaking to us today to say, okay, this is the time moving forward, speaking faith. Oh, and by the way, some people out there will have not heard this word. They'll have not come to this moment. They'll have whatever. So let's be an ambassador of hope. Let's be people who speak out hope. Let's go and let's start a pandemic of hope and faith in God alone. And then Nehemiah says this to the people, do not grieve. Stop crying all the time. Stop wailing about what just happened. Now's the time looking forward with, that's what hope is, is about. Hope is all about looking forward with God's expectation. And then he says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, the thing of it is, is joy doesn't depend on happenings. Happiness depends on happenings. So your happiness can go up and down, up and down, depend on what is happening around you. You know, a friend is really mean to you and your happiness goes down. You get a real bill comes through the door and you think like, God, oh, and your happiness goes down. You disappoint yourself and your happiness goes down. But I want to tell you something, Jesus is never a disappointment. 
because joy depends on Jesus. Happiness depends on happenings, but joy is what Jesus did. It's the joy of the Lord that becomes our strength, not based on, our, on how it happens, but because of Him who changes not. And, and, it's, and it's so much more than happiness. We're talking about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord makes us strong, makes us, gives us strength, so if the Lord is secure, guess what? So should we be. If God's smiling, so should we be. If God isn't worried about the future, well, neither should we be. If God says, you know, I'm with you, I'm never going to leave you to the end of the, the age, we should say, wow, that's great. That gives me hope. That hope stirs a living, an active, a lively response in me that says, if God is on my case, then you know what? The outcome is going to be great. It does mean that sometimes we'll go through difficult days, but you know, Psalm 23 talks about taking a walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We all go through stuff. You do, I do. It does, we don't like it. And you know what? The devil loves to actually use those moments to really rub it in, doesn't he? Or does he only do it to me? You know, the devil actually wants you to believe that you've ruined your chances. You know, he actually wants you to believe that you've run out of steam and that you're up a, a creek without a paddle. And he'll try and push it on and he'll get somebody else to say it to you and he'll, he'll bring it up in the middle of the night to you. He's just wants to say, you know, you are, you're nowhere, you're, you're in trouble. Aren't you glad that the Bible then calls him an accuser and a liar? So if he's accusing you of that, guess what? You're the opposite. If he says that you're that, guess what? You're the opposite because he is the father of lies. His aim, his aim is to get you bitter, but God's aim is to get you better. Hallelujah. His aim is to disable you, but God's aim is to enable you. His aim is to get you to focus on the problems in your life and around you, but God's aim is to help you to turn your eyes on Jesus and let everything else fall dim in the light of His glory and His grace. You see, when you know that hope has spoken, you can be lively in your hope, living hope, because you know that there's, there's even in the storm, there's joy. Even in the night, morning is coming. Hallelujah. You know that actually in the middle of the time when you're starting to feel really tired and you're starting, well, God comes to restore our soul, which means He'll restore your thinking, He'll restore your emotions, He'll restore yourself, He'll change us completely from the inside out. It's joy that can't be taken away by happenings because the joy comes from the Lord who cannot and will not change. It's a living hope. It's a Holy Spirit thing. Because when you come back to our big verse about, uh, you know, from uh, Romans chapter 15 verse 13, if you remember that first verse, it says here in that verse that it's a hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, right now I pray the Holy Spirit will come and breathe new hope and new life into all of our hearts. Come Holy Spirit, I'm praying for me, for every one of us, for all of us watching right now, wherever we happen to be, let there come a new breath that comes from God that restores hope, that restores joy, that restores peace, that is an overflow. I really love that word overflow, don't you? Overflow. It's not just enough. 
Yeah? It's overflowing. It's, it's, it's the coffee cup too full and it's spilling out all over the place. Please don't do it on our carpet. Go and do it on your own carpet at home. <laughs> but overflow is more, overflow means more than enough. It's, it's coming out so that wherever we go, you can see where we've been because there's hope, 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 joy, 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 peace, peace, peace around us. Those are the sort of people I want to be around. Those are the sort of people that, that we want to see emerge in our world because our world needs to see that. If we're going to be, live a lively hope, man alive, does our world ever need to see that? It does need to see it, doesn't it? You know, I, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17, 22, being cheerful keeps you healthy. <laughs> well, I was raised on even an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But the Bible verse is this, being cheerful, being full of joy, a cheerful heart, letting that happen, letting God breathe something, keeps you healthy. There are a number of medical papers that have been written about people, especially Christians, who have a deep sense of peace and joy in their heart, how that it is very healthy for you. It's healthy emotionally, but it also has an effect on us physically too. The Bible also in the rest of that verse in Proverbs 17 says, it is a slow death to be gloomy all the time. How many of you know people who are on a slow death? Yeah. <laughs> but not here, eh? Because we're going to be full of the joy of the Lord. I, you know, I believe it's time to say goodbye to gloomy days, to gloomy talk, to gloomy thinking. You might have some, something in your past that's really not worked out very well, and you keep bringing it up all the time as being like, yes, but I could have been different, but. You know, I, you know, it could have been, but. You know, well, it would have been, you know, it started so well, but. You know, and, and all that. You rule yourself out. And sometimes we rule other people out in the same thing. Well, they'll never be because. You know, I believe it's time to be able to go and ditch some gloom. I, well, I was dreaming about preaching this the other night. That's why I can't sleep, you know. I've been ready for preaching this for some time. And I've been saying to one or two of you, I know you were meeting me during the week. And I said, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I had this dream about putting a great big dustbin in front of the church. And I was going to invite you, come and ditch your gloom. Time to put it in the bin. It's time to throw it away. Well, I didn't do a bin, but there's a, an imaginary bin here this morning. And, I, and I'm saying to me and I'm saying to all of us, we need to ditch the gloom. We need to ditch the, the negative. We need to ditch the unbelief. We need to ditch the lies of the enemy that says to you, you'll never be anything. You'll never go anywhere. Hopeless. And we need to go and exchange it. You know, there's an exchange that goes on sometimes with God. And sometimes we, don't, we can't pick up the good until we've got rid of the bad. You can't pick up the hope until you've got rid of the despair. You can't pick up the joy until you've lost the sadness. You can't pick up the, the, hope, the faith until you've ditched the, the doubting. Sometimes we've just got to ditch the old stuff. We've got to ditch that. Bin it. Bin it and then pick out. I, did, I was never sure what I was going to do for the next one. I imagine a water fountain, fresh water, because the Bible talks about water that flows and refreshing water and you know dwell you know like like a well springing up on the inside of you do you know and i, and I thought well ditch it and then take a, a refreshing drink of the anointing of the holy spirit who's going to come and restore you because it's not just 
talking hope. It's living hope. And when you, when you do that, and if you will do that, I'll tell you something, a fire will be lit on the inside of you again. And, and you're going to be a force to be reckoned with wherever you go, at work, in your family, in your church, you know, or wherever you go. You're going to walk in, and you're going to walk into a room that might be dark, and you, you are the light. You're going to walk into a place that looks like it's gone past its sell-by date, and you are the salt. You are the reason that people lift up their heads and go, Oh, wow, yeah, there's still hope. Why? Because God is still who God is. He always has been. And, and He's never going to change ever, ever, ever. God is never going to change. What a great God He is. So the end of our series about hope, I want to tell you something. Hope is what is produced when you have faith in the promises of God. May God grow. Will you cooperate with Him? your faith. Ditch some of the stuff that got you into unbelieving. Ditch some of the stuff that got you into complaining. God, ditch some of the stuff that got you into a negative view about you, about your family, about your friends, about whatever else it might be. Ditch it. And then take a big, fresh water drink. Let, let God put a well on the inside, springing up inside of you, which refreshes you, which is the work of the Holy Spirit. And say, do you know something? I've got a great hope because of God. May the God of hope, it says in Romans 15, 13, we come right back to where we started. May the God of hope, he's, he's never short of hope, is he? May he fill you, that's my prayer, with all joy and peace as you trust in him. That's our faith bit. So that you may overflow with hope. That's our outreach bit to all the people that are around us. As we overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, we love you so dearly. We've got a great future. Our country has got a great future. This planet has got a great future for all those that trust in Him. You might say, oh, well, that's a big ask. I want to tell you something. When God sets out to do something, He doesn't fail. And what he set out to do, he said, this gospel is going to be preached in the whole world. Jesus is going to be lifted up. When he's lifted up, all people are going to be drawn to him. How many of you believe with me that God's going to send a great revival? Yeah, how many of you know also that the revival that comes always comes in a, di in a difficult time? Yeah? You know, it comes in a... When I've done research on revivals, you know, when the, everything was going really great in the country and maybe in, our, in my life... And, and, and I've always heard revival came out when, when a country's on its knees. Well, our country's on its knees right now. Many people are on their knees, not, not praying, but downcast. Hope gone. You know, it's like, what is going on? I'll tell you what's going on, despite what's going on in politics, despite what's going on in, in the health service or in the train strikes or in the teacher strikes or in the here to strike, there to strike, everywhere to strike, strike. Despite what's going on with inflation and the economy, despite what's going on around the world with Ukraine, and despite whatever's going on, God is still on the throne, and His plan is still working out. His will is still going to be done. He's not phased by it all. He knew it all because he knows the whole story beginning and about you and the failure that you had or the trip up that you had or the slowdown that you had or the negative moment that you had. You know, you know, that's okay. He knew all about that and he accounted for it. And he's saying, ditch it. Ditch that stuff about being preoccupied and pick up 
hope, pick up faith, grow faith in your heart, and keep a, a sense of great joy and passion inside you, because man alive, we ain't seen nothing yet. There's hope, there's passion, there's passion in my heart for all the days that are coming. There's passion to be able to serve alongside people who, with me, are going to say, come on world, we need to spread some joy around, we need to spread some peace around, we need to lift up Jesus so that wherever we go, people can find the same joy and peace that we have because we have hope. We hope in the Lord, in Christ alone. He's our hope. He's the one that we look to, isn't he? I was wondering if you have ever given your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe somebody here or somebody watching us, you've never actually come to a place where you really had faith in Jesus Christ. You never actually came to God and said to him, Lord, I want to give my life to you. Thank you for dying for me on the cross. And with repentance in my heart, which just means making a, a choice, a decision. I'm coming and I'm going to give my life to you and I'm going to believe on Jesus Christ to be my Savior. And on this day, this last day, last Sunday, 28th, January 2023, is the day of my second birthday. Because the Bible calls it being born again. I wonder if that's your day today. If it is, why don't you come and talk to us? Or send us an email. Come and talk to us at the end of the service. Send me an email, ian at destinychurch.co.uk. We'd love you to share with us the news that you have come to faith in Jesus Christ. If you came today in the last weeks, months, years maybe, you've been holding on to something you need to ditch. Oh, Spirit of the living God, I pray now that you'll help us to ditch what we need to ditch. Help us to bin the stuff that holds us back. Help us to take fresh, restoring, living water of hope so that we will have a lively hope which will keep us focused, which will keep us on track, that will keep us in the center of your will. God, thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you.